All right, folks, welcome to another episode of Roxy Fever, a very special, uh, bizarre and disjointed episode of Roxy Fever. I am your host, Jackson McDonald. <laughs> With me, as always, it's VS Ran. We're going to be doing something uh, a little bit weird and different for this one. We're going to be doing kind of, I guess, what you might call a pseudo watch along track for the Sharks at Canucks game five of the. Uh, 2011 Western Conference Final. It's on YouTube. We have other stuff we want to talk about, and we are going to kind of sort of do a regular episode. You know, that thing that we've been doing for a while lately. Yes, uh, but it's going to be a little different uh, this time. So if you're at home and you have uh, YouTube or, you know, you have a, a TV or a computer that you can watch this game on, uh, Vias will give you the info so that you can sync it up for those of you that can watch at home. So Vias, I'll allow you to do that. Sure. So uh, when you look up uh, Game 5 San Jose Canucks 2011, make sure that it's from user Serg72, S-E-R-G-72. It's from September 14, 2020. Uh, There's just like a the first one that usually comes up that I I tend to put on when I've tried this thing up in the past is usually... uh, it's like the American stream from the fucking fishing channel. So uh, <laughs> back in the day when there was like back in that weird dark period when there was no hockey on American TV. Woof. Uh, so, so yeah, uh, this one's a sports net feed and we're at, uh, we're stuck here at minute three fifty five. Um, so we're just going to start off at puck drop and we're going to do the episode. We're going to interrupt some stuff uh, as we talk about uh, Canucks news, like the Bradshaw stuff. Ian Clark stuff, uh, other stuff in the playoffs. We might revisit our predictions if we remember some of them. Uh, so I think this is a good way. Like you're, you're like if you're following the rules till the pandemic, and maybe uh, just depending on how you're listening to podcasts right now, you might actually be at home rather than on a commute. So you can watch this game with us and uh, get a sense for the context. So that surge seventy two. Make sure you hit the like and subscribe. <laughs> and if you're one of our ADHD listeners, uh, you may just enjoy being given an excuse to do two things at once. So um, I know I love that. So Vias, I'll let you count it down. Sure. All right. So at three fifty five, I'm going to uh, press play on three. One, two, three. And of course, I lost my remote. So whatever, I'll just watch, <laughs> I'll just watch it on. Uh, I'll just watch it on the computer for now, and then I'll set up my uh, okay my TV for when we do the actual Twitch stream because that's a thing we're going to be doing. Is we're going to be yeah. Uh, well, Vias, do you want to explain it for the sure. listeners? Yeah. Okay, so I don't know. Oh my God, Hendrik Sedin, what a opening shot. Um, I'm going to try out streaming this because I think it would be more fun to to follow along as we're watching something like for such a visual episode us watching a game and commenting on it like wouldn't it make sense for you to see it at the same time if you're not synced up with us um so basically we're just gonna do a practice run of twitch uh we're not sure how often we do twitch uh it's just maybe for some special occasions we can try this out but we're probably uh i mean this is a little after the fact uh because this episode will come out after it goes live but uh, we're probably going to go live for like half an hour tonight and uh, maybe check out our Twitch channel. It's going to be uh, twitch.com. Just search Roxy Fever. You'll see our logo. We don't have the <laughs> URL in front of me right now, but I don't know if it does the whole like regular twitch.com forward slash. We're also going to, we're intending to uh, put this on YouTube, put the stream on YouTube afterwards. So if you're like yeah. really bored and you finish this episode, you can. Uh, it, 
check it out on YouTube and uh, watch the o- third period and overtime or thereabouts with us. Uh, yeah, because we're not going to watch the <clears throat> we're not going to watch the exciting stuff just yet. We want to watch the whole game. We want to talk about how different players had different jersey numbers uh, <laughs> in this yes. era. Yeah, uh, the most exciting parts of these games. But tune in to our other new media content uh, on Twitch and YouTube, and we'll give some details for that on Twitter and in the show notes for that Absolutely. Um, afterwards. So you can watch a certain goal happen. <laughs> yes. So um, one thing that I wanted to mention when we did this is that, believe it or not, I have actually never watched this game. So this is a brand new experience <laughs> for me. Do you want to take a guess why I've never seen this game? You want to take a guess what I was doing? You were working. I was at work. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I was thought... at work when this happened, and my manager at A and W came back into the kitchen to let us all know. That's where I used to buy my speakers. Hell yeah! Um, <laughs> that Kevin BX. That's a little Vancouver girl. <laughs> uh, scored um, that uh, Kevin BX scored the overtime winner to send the Canucks to the Stanley Cup final. Um, so that was fun, but it's always weird when your main memory of a game is being told what happened by somebody else. I mean, uh, you're used to that from your dad, aren't you? I really am. Yeah, that all the <laughs> all the other historical games. You could argue that that's why this show is so meta, is because I'm so used to finding about hockey through some kind of mediated uh, thing, like sports radio, or my dad phoning me <laughs> and telling me what happened. <laughs> <laughs> no, I missed this game because I was at work too. <laughs> But the thing is that I was coaching, which is next to the Fort Pub. So yes. I could hear people react to Kessler's goal oh. from the Fort Pub. And then I rushed to get home. And by the time I got home, Bieksa had scored the stanchion. Oh, goal. that rocks. Mm. Um, my, I won't uh, spoil it. My stepsister used to live uh, like a block from Rogers Arena. And if you watch the game in her house, you could hear everybody at the arena freak out like about eight seconds before the goal happened. Right, right, right. So it was like a spoiler for every Canucks goal that season uh, if you watched it in her house. You know, that is a special feeling when you can hear other other homes and other apartment buildings just go wild from the same thing you're watching. That is one of those things that, like, reminds you you're in a community. Yeah, it's true. That, like, we do not have any of anymore. I know. It's, It's a huge bummer. That's one of the things that I miss the most during COVID is, like, just the sense of like talking to strangers about anything or just mm-hmm. sharing oh, wait, guys, excitement guys, about anything. Yeah. Guys, can we pause for a sec? I have yeah. to go clack, clang my pans. It's uh, seven o'clock outside. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Let's see what were we going to talk about. I had, I had more stuff. To, oh, I was going to say, it's so funny that, yeah, this isn't a show from like people who watch stuff happen. Remember them? It's from people who heard about stuff. Yeah, <laughs> through the grapevine. Yeah, exactly. So um, as long as nothing. That's why our facts are so wrong all the time. Yeah, exactly. That's why, that's why we're constantly wrong about everything and have to get uh, messages from usually either Yerky or Justin being like, you fucked. You were wrong. You fucked this up. <laughs> you fucking idiot. Like, why did you idiots say that that it was Johnny Oduya who uh, hit Mason Raymond and not uh, Johnny Boytrack? Nobody gets mad at me because they have low expectations of me. That's it's true. Great. Yeah, no, they're most likely so to get good. mad at me if we're being honest. Um, I got no messages about Ian versus Max Lapierre. 
That's unbelievable to me. I can't believe <laughs> zero. Because I called you out for that. I thought it was so funny that you got Ian Lapierre and Max Lapierre mixed up. That was great. Um, <laughs> should we, as long as nothing too interesting is happening on screen, should we talk about the uh, the news from this week? Sure. The final four or Bradshaw. What would you yeah. uh, be most interested in? Let's talk. How about we talk about Canucks coaching first? Because sure. we're watching a game. Where uh, R.I.P. Pour one out. Newell Brown was running the power play back when it was good. <laughs> back when he first invented the drop pass, um, the, he invented not handling the puck anymore. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's I'm, great. I'm playing like after I realized like how everybody else uses the drop passes. Yeah, like put some respect on his name. Bill Brown is is a legend, but oh, absolutely, things just get stale, right? I think they needed a new voice. Uh, they needed new eyes, but I'm sure, like he's going to end up somewhere, and and he's going to be great. Like I'm mm-hmm. sure he he will be a valued member of another organization in the very near future. But I do think it was just time to to do something else because ultimately, I do think that like the horses that the Canucks have now are not. Uh, equal in talent to the core that they had when Newell Brown was having success necessarily, yeah. but um, but they are nearly as talented. And I think, but I think that they're the the way that they produce offense is so different from the core that he had in uh, Vancouver when he was here. And I just think it's probably uh, a worthwhile endeavor to look at somebody else. Uh, and just get a fresh set of eyes on the um, on the power play and see kind of what they can do with um, with a a roster that's turned over a lot since yeah the last time Newell was here right and turn and toned, turned over a lot for the worse mm-hmm. because I mean looking at the blue like I'm gonna pull up the roster from this game oh yeah please do as well because <clears throat> that's always fun to go through. Yeah, we've kind of already uh, done this for our Ben Eager episode on the Patreon, but for right, right, for right. those of you who haven't, uh, who aren't subscribers, like this will mostly be new to you. And I, I get a lot of uh, fun out of this. And it's it's always just nice to have multiple things to talk about at once. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. On the Brad Shaw thing, though, like uh, I don't know. I'm simply just not tapped in enough anymore to really know what people think of assistant coaches that's pretty mm-hmm. like outside my wheelhouse but yeah there and, and there's also just not like a, and that's also not your fault i mean like how much is written about it like 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 we said on before the show a big way we do keep up with the canucks actual news is listen to other podcasts like the Mancast. like they yeah. do such a good job and they do a good job telling us information on brad shaw because <clears throat> i don't know thomas trance researches that stuff a lot of other journalists, not because they're worse, but because they're focusing on other stuff uh, and maybe are talking to different people than, than guys like Tom. Like, you know, there, there's not a lot of set, not a lot of hockey uh, podcasts that do segments on assistant coaching. No, absolutely not. And and Vancouver. Is, I don't know who Brad Shaw is. Vancouver is one of the only. Good. Uh, Vancouver is one of the only markets where assistants even get any attention really whatsoever right, right right like outside of outside of just being like oh that's a guy who used to play for us yeah yeah but uh i will say that from from my understanding and i did kind of check this out on my own 
I have a friend who I used to work with at uh, Big Wheel Burger, who was a huge Canucks fan, who kind of like helped get me back into the sport in and around sort of 2013 mm-hmm. era. And um, he was asking me about Bradshaw. And so I did some digging just to see with uh, just to see the rosters that have uh, come through when he has been on the staff of certain teams and the sort of claim that he is a guy who has helped develop young defensemen, particularly offensive defensemen, would seem to hold water because Jones and Warensky came through Columbus while he was there. And quite a lot of defenders in St. Louis came through as well, most notably like Alex Petrangelo, who I don't think was a given to be a huge two-way force the way he is now. Um, Mm -hmm. So I I definitely think they uh, gravitated towards Bradshaw with an eye on improving Quinn Hughes, like rounding out his game. Right. Uh, And so that, that seems like a positive thing. And obviously the Ian Clark thing is positive too. And I think the, the Canucks working so hard to get both of those guys, uh, Ian Clark locked up and then Bradshaw into the organization you can, I think you could say that has a little bit to do with their consumer confidence problem. I think they want to prove to people that like they're willing to spend money and they're willing to correct some of the errors that they made over mm-hmm. the last season. And whether that's going to bear fruit or not is really anyone's guess, but it's good that they're at least willing to spend money again, because quite simply like the leadership group that they have or the front office group that they have right now, like can't afford to not be able to spend money. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about this goal in a sec, but I was going to say that, um, yeah, I'm, I was pleasantly surprised to see that news, about all the signings and the whole, the whole part about the Canucks not having yet signed Ian Clark and getting nowhere. I've never seen Canucks journalists, uh, not <laughs> at least not since, since, uh, Mike Ellis is in town. Uh, I've never seen Canucks journalists so viciously uh, negative about management before. Yeah, <laughs> specifically on this issue. And so, like, of course, that like I, I definitely think that they needed to solve that problem, uh, mostly just because they were scared of more bad press. Yeah, absolutely. That was a really nice goal. Who who scored this oh, one? That's that's Burroughs. Uh, I like saw yeah. the Burroughs score and I was all happy. And then I saw the Sedin's like corner of the rink play there like passing passing between the leg i think it was henrik passing between the legs i do miss having players on the team that could pass like that like don't get me wrong uh patterson can pass like that but patterson's been hurt for like the second half of well he was hurt for the second half of this season so how about two patterson's yeah, I'm not exactly. So <laughs> yeah. Imagine having two Pedersons, but um, in terms of passing ability, Burroughs scoring dovetails nicely into the second topic that we wanted to mm-hmm. talk about, uh, which was the uh, the final four. Um, I can't remember what we predicted. and I don't know how much we're going to talk about the prior rounds in this episode, but um, we have a final four now. Uh, Islanders advancing to uh, beating the Bruins, which thank goodness uh, that made me very happy. Even if you're going to play the trap. Yeah. I don't care how you play hockey. (laughs) Beat the Bruins. Yeah. I mean, the trap famously does not work well in bears. (laughs) (laughs) Islanders advancing to play the, uh, the Tampa Bay lightning. And they're, and they're up one, nothing. 
I watched the game today. It wow. was very boring, I will say. Okay. This is the most I've watched non-Canucks hockey in my whole life. Fair enough. Mostly because I have nothing else to do, and I have a girlfriend who likes hockey now. Oh, nice. Love <laughs> so that. So I've just watched uh, with my roommate. You're going to have to introduce now. us. Uh, uh, sure. <laughs> like, I mean, like, yes, I was trying to think of something funny. To no, say. that's okay. <laughs> but, uh, and then we have on the, uh, I mean, I was going to say in the Western conference, but that's not even accurate anymore because of the way the divisions were split this year, but we have on the other side, uh, Montreal advancing to play the Vegas golden Knights in a little bit of sur- uh, a surprise. I don't know how much of the Knights uh abs series you guys caught but um some of those games were real barn burners uh, I, I, I tried them. to watch a lot of those games those were exciting games yeah that that was some good fucking hockey. those are two very good hockey teams like i need to try to find a way to come back into town to watch an abs game when they come to vancouver absolutely yeah well um there has been some word on the street that uh Going to a Canucks game may be what I decide to do for my bachelor party. I also <laughs> want to sick. I want to put on some shows as well, but I feel like those things are like I can do that without it having to be my bachelor party because they uh, putting on a show doesn't necessarily cost money, you know? Um, yeah. If you do it right, putting on a show should not cost you money. Yeah. Yeah, I think it would be sick for you to do that for your bachelor. bachelor I think party. so too. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. Oh, so, God, that'd be so much fun. I don't know. Like, did you did you guys catch the uh, dater quote fiasco <laughs> and all of that? <laughs> I did. I, I caught it as it was happening. Uh, I think just on the feed that was happening. It was just so it, like I. I saw everyone talk about it and I was like, you cannot pay me to pay attention to Adrian Dater. So <laughs> yeah. Does fair he enough. have a history? Yeah. I, he oh. has a bad history. Like the, the also two... on blocks. So I can't figure out what he says. Yeah. <laughs> fair. Uh, okay. To me, he is most notable for having like a, an awkward, like sexting, sexual harassment uh, mm, scandal. Okay. <laughs> it's not great. Um, All right. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, so not a cool guy. I do think in this instance, like what he said was, I think people underestimate how much like hockey writers in other markets are that stupid and ask questions that are that stupid. And like the the thing that struck me about it was just that like that is just how so many people I know who watch hockey talk about everything. Yeah. Like yeah. just be like, oh yeah, they were gripping the stick too hard. And like it sounded like they let in a fan. Absolutely into the press, into the press box. I mean, like, hey, you, you put on a mask. <laughs> you, you put on, you put <laughs> <Yeah>. on the right. <laughs> they can't check that press box. Yeah, sure. I'm well. Adrian Dater. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Do you know who Adrian Dater Tall, is? Tall white guy with not. X color hair. Like, yeah, who who even fucking knows, right? Literally any bald guy shows the Canucks availability, just like Oh God! I should never show up to Rogers in a in a mask with a shave with my shaved head look. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Thomas Trance getting sucker punched by Trance. I'm gonna switch. Um... No, I'm the other guy you don't like. To I'm gonna switch to the stream you're watching because yeah, I have the weird fucking fishing channel. Um, 
Oh, Nolan Baumgartner throwing a hit. At least number four. Wait, who was number four at this time? I th- it might have been oh, Erhoff. No, it's was it oh, Aaron Rome? Rome? Right, right, right. Ah, you're right. You're right. Love, yeah. uh, love Aaron Rome. Uh, you know what? I forgot. I forgot who the lines were for like. I barely paid attention to the nitty gritty of how this team was working. I just loved, loved watching the games. So let's talk a little bit about the final four here. Who are you guys? Who are you guys rooting for in each of the series? Let's start with that. Yeah, Elliot, how, who are you? I know, I know you're probably not watching a lot of games, but I honestly have not watched anything. I'm going to start watching. I want to start watching the Habs series just because I think it'll be funny. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, like, ideologically, I do like the Lightning. Fair. But also, I find the Islanders really funny. So, again, right <laughs> now for me, I'm just in this, I'm just in dessert mode. Like, all of this is fine. I, I don't care. These are all teams I have no reason. I have no animosity towards anyone. I just want everyone to have fun. I'm trying to figure out a reason why I both agree with the whole Tampa Bay ideologically thing, but I also don't like Tampa Bay for some reason. It might just be because they're too good and I can't cheer for a team that won a cup. I have a hard time liking them because they're too good, but like ideologically, I like them winning because the more that they win, the more teams might be incentivized to go all in on skill and speed and being can, smart can i can i interrogate that for a sec actually because i sure. agree with actually you. that's a good thing because i have not examined this <laughs> no, no no no. but like we've i think all three of us have said that same thing that's why we like that's why we have supported tampa bay winning and being like here's the plus side of tampa winning or here's the plus side of steve eiserman succeeding or teams like that sure. succeeding, yeah. right but do teams slash i guess the other question is do the canucks listen <laughs> When <laughs> you know what I mean, like uh, just because I Tampa give the betting regime credit because they have shown that they can learn, they are just extremely slow at it. Yeah, they're and if Tampa yeah. Bay wins the cup five years in a row, they will realize that they should go faster. <laughs> Tampa Bay needs to win three cups in a row before yeah. Jim Benning gets to him. <laughs> yeah, that's fine, I don't care anymore. <laughs> oh, by the way, Henrik Sidian going to the box, goon, what a fucking goon. Captain Hook. Captain Hook. I missed the penalty. So it might not. It was hooking. Okay. It was literally hooking. You're right. I uh I also am rooting for Tampa for similar reasons. But I will say that I know you guys are both rooting for Montreal, but my reason for rooting They're gonna win the tard for Vegas is similar to Elliot's reasons for rooting for Tampa. Tampa. Yeah, I, I can see that. I think with for us with Montreal, it's obviously just Alex Burroughs. Like and I have LOL, time for that. Burroughs go Burr, like. I, I will also say too that I have a lot of time for uh the argument that like you should wrote root for Montreal because of Tyler Toffoli and Tyler Toffoli, like making the Canucks <laughs> embarrassed. Um, I, I do. I, I do love when he succeeds, even if it's against us. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. No. It does. It does hit something in the heart. I have time for that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So, it, I mean, if Vegas wins, I, I do see the ideological thing. Like if they win all the more reason to finally nuke the team. Yeah. Get rid of it. And then return with an expansion draft that we take advantage of. You know, I underestimated how hot Alain Vigneault was when he was younger. Yeah, I thought he was only hot now, but I'm looking back now and I'm like, he looks pretty good. You know what it is? 
he chews so much gum, he keeps that jawline and yeah, that absolutely. neck fat. Yeah, <laughs> <tight>. exactly. <laughs> Thank you for giving me a good excuse to chew gum all the time again. <laughs> yeah, uh, my, my thing with Vegas is I want to watch them. I want to watch them win because I want sort of a proof of concept that NHL GMs are by and large quite, if not stupid, boring and unwilling you want Vegas to, to win because of that risks. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Because I, I want to see I, I just want to see some turnover and some creativity and building front offices like there are so mm-hmm. many different angles you can attack building an NHL roster from. And for the most part, it just seems like no one really does anything interesting mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. And that's, that's one reason why I am disappointed that Toronto lost uh, because of Dubas. Like, I feel like there was a good stretch there with, where a lot of guys like Dubas or people maybe inspired by him and decisions were inspired by people like him were happening, but we haven't seen much of that, especially with the Chaco shit happening. Um, and now Dubas losing, like that's another bad thing ideologically in this whole, yep, absolutely. Whole I would agree with that. What, uh, what's the name of the channel you're on again, Via Serg? Okay, it should be Serg 72, S E R G 72. Okay, the title of it is NHL May 24.2011 G5 San Jose Sharks. Dash Vancouver Canucks. Okay, thank you. I'm just trying to find the right stream because I keep you know uh, what ending up on. Can the I send one. you? Oh, I guess I can't send you a link. Right? No, it's That's all right. Gonna... Don't worry about it. I will. Yeah. I will get it. I will get there. It's got. It's not a big likes, deal. Like I can see it. Views. I can see it on your. Uh... Yeah, yeah. Does no, anyone I, I think it. it was funny that like Dubas and uh, uh, Jacob were hired like around the same time, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Like very much just like good twin evil twin energy. Like <laughs> but but it sucks because both of them didn't do well. So we don't get to we don't get the benefit of that. And we just get more benefit. Well, we'll types, see about I Dubis. Assume. I still think like you can make a pretty strong case that Dubis, what happened with I mean, I have such mixed takes on on Dubis because basically what I think is like I think he's probably above average, but for a guy who was supposed to be known as this analytics darling and this creative thinker, he's Mm. mostly been pretty disappointing and mostly been Mm. too inside the box. But having said that, I also think that the whole time he's been in Toronto, he's had to fight against that 200 hockey men mentality. Yeah. But, and, and also, uh, I mean, this kind of reminds me of the way Mike Gillis talks about how he wants teams to be set up. It's Dubas doesn't have all the power on that team. No, exactly. I mean, no GM has all the power anywhere, but Brendan Shanahan runs that team. It's true. Kyle Dubas gets a lot of input, I'm sure, and gets make to make a lot of decisions. But uh, you know, Toronto is never going to let their their darling franchise get run by some kid in a suit. It's and true. I'm not saying that because that's what I believe Dubas is. I have a lot of respect for him, but sure. in the hockey world, that's exactly how they see him. But so having Brendan Shanahan up there, like you're not seeing Toronto media, at least from my vantage point, you're not seeing them criticize him for being young, criticize him for being a computer boy or whatever. If you're criticizing him for not succeeding uh, in getting past the first or second round. Uh, but all this kind of become all this like anti Dubas stuff or whatever, potential, whatever. 
I don't think goes anywhere because everybody knows who's actually in charge. And the thing is, I think I'm fair. uh, I think I'm being fair here just because like, as much as I am interested in what Dubas is doing, I also hate the Leafs. So therefore I, (laughs) yes, fair. I wind up being completely objective. Mm -hmm. I also do think that they, there's an element to which the Leafs have just been unlucky. Yeah, absolutely. No, I agree. They had really, really bad matchups with Boston twice. I don't really know how much you can really read anything into whatever happened in the bubble. And then Carey Bryce became the best goal in the world again. Yeah. 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 Which is really, you can't underestimate the effect that that had because like the problem in that series for Toronto, isn't that they played poorly. It's that they didn't quite play well enough to be a team Mm -hmm. that they should have Mm -hmm. been able to be. I think also the Boston thing. Yeah. I ran into them a couple of times. A lot of people, Boston may not technically be a dynasty. And I mean, what team can be a dynasty post original six era or post sure. like, you know, 1990s modern hockey era. Boston is a much better team than just somebody who can be scary to the Leafs. Like yes. I think they're, they're one of the best teams in the league going for the last 10 years. That top line is like, I, I feel like as much as they're rated as a top team, they're still somehow underrated and people don't give them enough credit. Yeah, uh, for how scary they are. And then I think Toronto could have been uh, even better this year, and I still think uh, they, or in those years, and they still probably don't beat Boston. Yeah, no, I think that's entirely fair. Um, do you guys have any speculation as to why like everybody hates Vegas all of a sudden? Because like I still view them as a scrappy team. Okay, they wear dark gray jerseys. That's one thing. Uh, nobody, nobody thinks a new team is allowed good things. Elliot. Well, I was going to say that their dark gray jerseys look like team Germany jerseys. So they're cool. <laughs> <laughs> and team Germany jerseys are only cool. Cause they look like, I guess like, like Jonathan Marcia. So is MAGA, but the thing is like every player in the fucking NHL is MAGA. Yeah. Like, he like, he's not even like an obvious MAGA player. Yeah, exactly. He's not like, I don't care. <laughs> he doesn't make our team. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he does on skill. He doesn't make it on like Magnus. Yeah. Yeah. You you got to put some work into being in, being on the Maga team. <laughs> you got to get into the dirty areas. While gotta, we watch the end the of the right first period us. here, Vias, do you want to go through the rosters for us? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and obviously we'll skip to the second period for. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Just make sure you do a countdown again. You got it. Yeah, me too, because I'm just watching it independently. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, RBC favorite, Victor Reskovich, making a pass in the offensive zone. Love it. Look at you. Uh, all right, so we're obviously going to start off with... Uh, oh, no, the score spoiled for me. Uh, <laughs> I'm on hockeyreference.com right now. So in the <laughs> Sharks, uh, we have Dan Boyle. Ooh. Is he retired? Did he play anywhere after oh, yeah. San Jose? No, he played, he played in New York after San Jose. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Klo. Holy fuck. These Ooh. are a lot of te- player names that I just hated. <laughs> uh, <laughs> especially with the next one, Logan Couture. Yes. Okay. This is a hobby horse of mine. I hate that no one in the NHL fucking pronounces Logan Couture's name correctly. Like, I, I, I don't understand what it is about people from Southern Ontario being like, 
Uh, his name is Logan Couture. Um, I don't know. It just it it as a, fr- a former French immersion kid, it bugs the shit out of me. I don't know what's uh what is it supposed to be? Couture. It's it's a word. Yeah. It's like haute couture. It's it's literally a word. But it's weird to his me name, that people. It's literally Logan fashion. Yeah, exactly. Logan fashion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now I know what this episode is going to be called. <laughs> <laughs> Logan fashion. I don't know if that's literally what couture means, but like it means I, something related. Oath couture, yeah, high fashion, I figure. Yeah. Do you guys mind if I get up and get another drink? Can you fill time? While I <laughs> yeah, Elliot and I can do this. Okay, cool. Uh, next up, Andrew Desjardins. Don't know anything about him. One of the only players to wear 69 as a number. Actually, I'm, I'm confirming this. Holy shit. I wonder how many people in San Francisco bought that jersey. Andrew Desjardins. I like that hockey reference has the uh, pronunciation guide on there. Wait, let me see what Logan Couture is. Oh, no, they don't have one there. Wow. They just thought people can't pronounce French names in hockey. All right. Um, Danny Heatley, uh, Kent Huskins. I feel like he's played on another team that we've had before. Uh, Patrick Marlowe, uh, Jamal Myers. Remember how Danny Heatley played on the Sharks? <laughs> That's so Yeah, weird. how long was that? A few years. Chat. It was a decent amount of time. It was the last team he was any good for. And he was not his uh, former self like he was in Ottawa. Wow. He played- oh, no. It's Coach's Corner time. Oh, oh God. shit. Oh, okay. We got to comment on this. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. The, the opening shot is a Harbor airplane landing in front of the whatever. Is there any way to get uh, subtitles for this? Yeah, 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 I'm gonna pause. Oh, that and, is, and... No, that's actually not bad for uh, suit for John Cherry. No, it's actually not that bad. He had a period where his suits were still like semi-normal sometimes. Oh, unfortunately, we do not have it. So, how about you just listen, try to listen? Okay, cool. Yeah. Man, he was already not good at breaking down hockey by this point. Like, I thought he would sound way more lucid, but he does not. See if you can see if you can throw in the audio from this, by the way. I'll see if I can. Yeah. Okay. They got to be going. <laughs> they got to be going. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Did you know he gets his fabric for his suits from Valley Village? No, he gets them from Fabricland. Yeah, oh, fabric land. You're right. You're right. You're right. It's all right. materials for curtains and couches. Rick Mercer did a thing with him. I was going to say right. there was a segment that. on the Mercer report. Also, we should talk about Rick Mercer and doing like acceptability laundering for like insane reactionaries. That is true. You oh, know what yeah. really you're right. blew my mind though? Like I know I realize this is kind of like a whatever thing, but like, did you guys know Rick Mercer is gay? I didn't know that for the longest oh, yeah. time. I, I did, but it's one of those things that like I forget all the time. Yeah, fair enough. Um, no, because I remember that being like a thing that like, what was it? Because he had that sleepover at Stephen Harper's house. Well, Mercer is yeah, a very John Stewart type figure for Canada. No, he is the Canadian John Stewart. Yeah. I, yeah. I think we all agree with that. But like, yeah. specifically what I'm thinking about is like, I remember Canadians being like, even our insane right wing reactionary would have a sleepover with a gay news anchor. <laughs> It's like that's not the fucking point. Yeah, he's spending right now. He's spending a night in jail with Maxime Bernier. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. Speaking of Maxime Bernier, I had to unfollow Dustin Penner recently. <laughs> it was just getting too insane. Um, I let, keep going on the roster here, Rias. 
Okay. I'll, I'll, I I am watching Coach's Corner, and if something interesting comes up, I will mention it, but I don't think it's going to yeah. be that interesting. Like, by the way, my God, Kevin Bieksa does a billion times better of a job at doing this shit than most <laughs> any of these guys, really. Anybody does. Yeah. Yes, you're right. But I wish it was just one person in Bieksa sometimes. Yeah. Um, Patrick Marlowe, Jamal Myers, Jamie McGinn, Tori Mitchell, Douglas Murray, famous Swede Douglas Murray. Ooh, yes. I always like that he's ethnic. <laughs> um, Joe Pavelski, Devin Setaguchi, Joe Thornton. Devin Setaguchi, man. There's a guy I miss. Gucci. Wait, yeah. Let's see what happened to him. Uh, not nothing good. This guy scores. Oh, I forgot that. You know, I mixed them up with uh, Jonathan. Chichu. Jonathan Chichu. I think that makes sense because they both were the basically the same guy in terms of like, like it's the Anson Carter and Alex Burrows of Joe Thornton's career. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Edward Vlasic pickles, uh, Nicholas oh, yeah. Wallin, mm-hmm. Kyle Wellwood. Oh man, I forgot that he played for oh, them. Yeah. yeah. Oh boy, uh, Ian White and wait. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Antony Niemi, of course, of course, of course. Yeah, I was. I mentioned yeah. earlier uh, when we were recording the cold open that uh, Antony Niemi had a real habit of like being on teams that got owned by the Canucks because he was on Chicago as well. Yeah, but wasn't and that was when Chicago kept beating Vancouver? Yeah, that is didn't true. He go, didn't he go to uh, Nashville? Wait, no, that was Rene. Never mind. No, yeah, that's yeah. And oh Rene's always been in Nashville. Do you, do you remember these Tampa jerseys? These were dog shit. Yes. Yeah, they were not good. I didn't like them personally. Yeah, but I don't like the current ones either. So. Yeah, I don't like the current ones either. No, Tampa should have better jerseys for like their color scheme. They should just go back to the old ones. Yeah, absolutely. I think I to me when when a team wins a cup, two things should be in the rules. Okay, one, yeah. you're not allowed to relocate them. Yeah, <laughs> they you you have they absolutely oh, these have are to. awful jerseys. I thought they were talking about like the black lightning jerseys because those are cool. The black lightning jerseys are underrated. I agree. I don't think they're that bad. Um, you shouldn't be able to change your jersey after you win the cup in the jersey. Yes. I agree. That's that's my other thing. Mm-hmm. You you have to keep the same scheme going. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip over. I to, think uh, I think you should be able to change your jerseys exactly as much as the Philadelphia Flyers have ever changed their jerseys. Yeah, Agreed. totally. Okay, I think the Flyers uh, are actually probably one of the best teams in the league in terms of just like they've had a consistent look. They've always looked up to date. Yeah, but the jerseys have always been like, hey, these are the same thing. Yeah, yeah. The logo has been the same forever. Color schemes forever. It's just like, I love it. It's so just much. like the exact balance of the orange, blue, or mm-hmm. black, blue, black. Fuck off. Colors are hard. <laughs> <laughs> There's three colors. All right. Black, All right. orange, and white has changed <laughs> over down the second period here. Sometimes silver. Yeah, we're at 4040 to celebrate the 40th anniversary of the Vancouver Canucks. I want to press play in, uh, on three. Uh, at sorry, minute 40, 40 seconds. One, two, three. So what about the Canucks roster? I mean, I know any any like hardcores from this era will be able to say the roster off by heart, but Keith Ballard, Kevin Bieksa, Alexander Burroughs, um, <laughs> Alexander, Alexander Edler. <laughs> <laughs> Danielle Hemwiz, <laughs> uh, Tanner, Tanner Glass, uh, Yannick Hansen, Chris Higgins, Hodson, Kessler, uh, Ian Maxim Lapierre, 
Um, Victor Oreskovich. Oreskovich. It's Oreskovich. Okay, I thought it was Oreskovich, but Raymond Salo, Sidine, Sidine, Maison Raymond, Maison Raymond, Sami Salo, Sami Salo. Uh, both Sidines, uh, Chris Tanev wearing what number? 18. Number 18. Number 18. Uh, and Rafi Torres. Wow. Yeah, I could have named all those guys. That's, uh, I, um, I think the only ones that I would have forgotten probably Cody Hodgson. Yeah. Oh, did Cody Hodgson play in this game or was he's he the fourth line center? Oh, wow. That's amazing. But the thing is, like, if you look at these, like, these box scores, or whatever, you see how little, how, how little that fourth line played. Yeah, fair enough. Oh, you're right. Yeah. It's weird Wait. how like this team was known as this big progressive team, but once they made it into the playoffs, like they they still lunch paled it on a lot of their decisions. Like the fact that Tanner Glass was in the lineup, you know. This is a team with Rafi Torres. <laughs> it's true. Like yeah, the- but we were talking about this. Rafi Torres was actually good. He was very yeah. good when he was yeah. on this team. It's true. Yeah, I mean, he he scored some beautiful goals. This reminds me, um, Elliot, what did you call our last episode the other day in the chat? You referred to it as the uh Oh fuck. The leading Oh, the leading cause of Jokerification among Canucks fans. Yeah, so yeah, that was great. <laughs> Which I stole from someone who DM'd us. Oh, that's great. Well, whoever DM'd us that, thank you. Uh, we got a nice DM from a fan from Buffalo, who I don't think is a Canucks fan, but they have been Jokerified by our last episode. And I was like a, a little bit like, man, I have I have so much skepticism uh, and like rejection sensitive dysphoria from our podcast <laughs> <laughs> because I'm like, oh, people aren't gonna like it. <laughs> and, then, and then we get somebody from Buffalo being like, I have bought a gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that rocks. I can't believe how many people from I, I think we there's something about our show that just is like a, a big like waving flag for hockey weirdos that they all gravitate yeah. towards. Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's weird watching this one because I've never seen it before. I think I was expecting something more eventful, weirdly. Um, I don't know if that's really agreed. Fair. I mean, honestly, what we got to do is we got to go watch highlights of uh, the other game from the series where Sammy Salo had his ghost hat trick. Yes. The, uh, the, like, was that the Eager game? Shit. The Ben Eager game. That was the highlight of this series to me because that was the is one, that the where, one they where he took like a run at Daniel. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I, don't, I can't remember. I feel like Ben Eager has had a long history with us. Didn't he do something when he was in Edmonton? Well, yeah, he fought Zach Cassian. And then, I mean, we did the episode about him getting flashed for the Patreon. Um, Uh, Which was the Kevin BX uh, Gordie Howe game. Yes, exactly. Yeah, the Kevin BX Gordie Howe hat trick game, which I was saying earlier in the cold open. I don't again, I don't know what I'm going to include, but that. Kevin Bieksa against San Jose is an underrated like player performance in a single series. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. He had a lot. I think he had a few excellent special teams goals in there too. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Kevin Bieksa with 48 Denver points. against Vegas season. has to be up there now, right? It is. Yeah, absolutely. And I do find, I do think it's funny too, by the way, just to circle back around to the coaching staff stuff mm-hmm. that, people made such a like that there were people doing victory laps about the Canucks 
retaining Ian Clark when it's like, it's not normal for a goalie to be like, I really hope the organization keeps this goalie coach around. And I'm saying that in a press con in like a, a post game <laughs> scrum, you know, like that doesn't happen most of the time. Yeah. I mean, like one, Oh, Keith Ballard's number Morris four. Ballard, that was ah, yes. Yeah. Sure. We were, we were, I know there's going to be a lot of fans who aren't, actually watching the game along with us yeah that's fine we, we haven't really talked about it that much anyway we couldn't yeah we couldn't tell who number four was it's actually keith ballard we thought it was aaron rome for a bit i actually thought it was nolan baumgartner but oh yeah baumgartner is in cabo at this was, time. i don't think you thought that i think that was just like a synapse firing <laughs> yeah fair enough that's think, what most of my thoughts are Elliot. <laughs> that's true i think that is what thought literally is yeah. <laughs> i don't think nolan baumgartner joined uh the team until the final I'm fairly right. certain. Yeah, of yeah. That, yeah. Uh, we've all read that one chapter of uh, Bosch's book. <laughs> Man, you know what's what I like miss now watching older games and uh, in standard definition and stuff. Is uh, the, hold on, I, I got this. Uh, passes connecting. Well, fair, yeah, but um, <laughs> no, I was gonna say I really miss uh, the shot clock. I really appreciate having that on the broadcasts now. And I keep wondering how we ever like did without it. Wait, do we? Wait, wait, sorry. Is it not on there right now? Not for me. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I feel like that that was a pretty recent addition to most of the broadcast. Oh yeah, no, it's only like a couple years old. I do love though that like AWS Amazon will like sponsor like AWS uh, Advanced Analytics, and it'll be just like uh, shots in the second period. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, I will put my website on the service now. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Oh, that's interesting. Hansen had one assist in three of four games in this series. Yannick Hansen, I feel like, was very good and underrated during this uh, series here. What is, does anybody know what Yannick does now? Because he so often is still talking in Vancouver. Like, he has come on for some broadcasts in, like well after retirement. I'm pretty curious. Yeah, I don't know what he's up to these days. You would days. think the guys who did the uh, doxing former Canucks segment would know what Yannick Hansen was <laughs> up to. <laughs> but you kept that in the episode, by the way, Jackson. I did, yeah. I <laughs> I mean, I kept lots of weird things. Like, uh, I'm not going to lie. I kept some things that under normal circumstances I probably wouldn't have. Just as a bit of a, like, peek behind the curtain. And just so I could do the <laughs> recurring, like, record scratch bit. <laughs> <laughs> which I just <laughs> like, enjoy. Oh, we doing. can't talk about that anymore. Yeah. I, I, I wanted it to, uh, I wanted to give people a peek behind the curtain to see like what it's like when I don't edit anything out, <laughs> which will also, I guess this episode will have to be like that as well because it's a watch along track. So I've been impressed True. so far that we've been able to just keep talking through the whole thing. I haven't done any slander or any other crimes. <laughs> <laughs> we have excellent content to watch. That's true. Yeah, I do miss how uh, I do miss how good this team used to be. I, I will say, by the way, too, that another reason why I'm rooting for Vegas is because I think a Vegas Tampa final is what hockey oh, fans deserve. So good after this stupid fucking like two seasons of garbage hockey, I get two really good teams in the final. No, I agree with that. 
I guess you're right. If I compare it back to, okay, who, who else have we seen? I mean, one of the worst ones I ever saw was LA versus uh, New Jersey. Oh, awesome. It was one of the worst finals ever. Terrible. That was just absolute garbage. I can't, I did, I dare anyone to leave us a five minute voicemail defending that series. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if I'm the NHL after, like, but that's what, the year right after our final? After yep. this, yep. Game that's that correct. It was the year they were swept by the Kings or not swept. Sorry, gentlemen swept. Gentlemen swept. If I'm, the, if I'm the NHL and I see that final happen, I, I, I the next day, I'm like, the rules. <laughs> I change, I'm like, we need the we need to rig the Canucks back in somehow. <laughs> Don't worry, we won't let them have the cup, <laughs> but let them go to the finals because we can't let that shit happen ever. I again. genuinely thought they were going to win in 2013. Because I, I I psyched myself up to be like about the lockout, the lockout. So I was like, yeah, yeah. they're going to win in the in the asterisk yeah. season. And yeah, because everybody what? was Fine. like, well, are we 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 didn't like before everybody. OK, outside of the people who knew about the conspiracy shit like uh, like you guys did. Yes. Um, I would have been like, well, yeah, of course. Uh, the thing that stopped us from winning the cup was uh, was injuries. Absolutely. Half season, less injuries. Yeah, exactly. Oh, God. I think I went to that playoff round. Oh, Victor Orskovich, you could have been, you could have, you could have had that. Could have been a playoff hero. Uh, another depressing uh, counterfactual to do is if the Canucks managed to beat LA that series that season, like the path was totally cleared for them. And who did be, okay, oh, who yeah. did LA play after that? I can't remember. Wait, but are we talking up, about 2013? 2012. 2012. 12. Right. Oh, they played. They played the fucking Coyotes in the conference final. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Uh, but hey, you, but 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 hold on. But Mart, but was Martin Hansel on that team? <laughs> <laughs> Martin Hansel would have knifed one of <laughs> one of the Canucks in the ankles. <laughs> That's probably true. In fairness, yeah, yeah. The Sedins would have had an early retirement, much earlier retirement. I'm glad that the Sharks have teal jerseys because I feel like that's a really underrepresented color in sports. I agree. That's a good I, point. Yeah. I do. I like both their their main jersey schemes. The I Sharks don't have consistently had good jerseys, though. Yeah, they have. I, I, I uh, miss the their original like vintage jersey with the the like totally just black shark chomping through the stick. It looks good. It's very it's fun a good look. And, yeah. and old yeah. school. Yeah. It's very nineties in a way that like didn't wind up looking de- like did the age Sheena, super Arizona Jersey. Like it looks good, but it looks like it's dated. dated. Yeah. It <laughs> looks dated. And like, it looks cool now because it's nostalgia factor. Whereas the sharks have managed are like the flyers. They've always managed to have a Jersey that looks both current and good and theirs. Oh yeah. You can see here in the uh, highlight that Desjardins is wearing number 69. Yeah. I, just give me one sec. I'll be back. Continue. It's funny because yeah, no Will, his his brother Willie just absolutely hated fun, and this guy clearly <laughs> likes fun. I really hope uh, that we get to have what's his uh, Igor Larionov the second on the show at some point because <laughs> I really do just want to ask him if he wears number sixty nine because it's hilarious, and I have a feeling his answer is going to be yes. <laughs> yeah, I think that's pretty obvious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. LA swept St. Louis in the second round, although the Canucks would have played Nashville. Yeah, I think I think the the path would have been pretty clear for the Canucks in 2012 if they had uh, 
if they had managed to beat LA, but I also think LA was an underrated powerhouse that year. It's funny because like, imagine if only the flyers didn't have like dumb curfew rules, the Canucks would have won the cup. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, like that's how cursed this franchise is. Absolutely. The fuck. Uh, what was I going to say? <laughs> Shit. Nope. It's gone. Uh, oh yeah. No. Uh, the, the LA Kings, like Thomas Drantz, predicted that the LA Kings yeah, were going to win that series it. back in 2012, just by looking at the analytics. So there was, there was something to them for sure, but man, the Canucks um, facing the best goalie in like playoff history, basically two years in a row, especially after one of them uh, cheated, which we will get into in more detail when we have Justin Morissette on for the episode next week, because there were some, there were some pretty significant details I left out just because they get more. It's into... really funny that I specifically mentioned, I can't wait to get to the K Whitmore thing. And then I forgot to nudge you to say, talk about the K. Whitmore yeah. Cause thing. I didn't really know anything about it. And obviously we'll get to it more in the next one, but I still just can't get over how absurd the conspiracy theories around that Tim Thomas pad stuff is. And I'll just leave it at that because I want to give Justin as much runway as possible to talk about it in the next episode. But pretty wild man gillis looks better now that he's grown the beard i gotta say he looked so tired when he was the general manager you know yeah i was reading his book again or the book about him again recently the other i store up the bruce dalbigan book yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh that's the book that i read when i can't use any other app and i need to kill some time totally yeah and i have I it on that. kindle um uh yeah there's just lots of stuff in there talking about how he looks very flustered, but yeah. he is like so much calmer than he appears. Fair enough. Yeah. It's just like, I think he just has like his face gets very red very easily. And so right. it makes it easy to look like, uh, oh, we nailed, we nailed Gillis. Like he's nervous. Like, no, this guy's been the agent for Pavel Bure, Marcus Naslund, and a lot of other high-flying players. Like, he can handle himself in tough situations, I'm sure. Yeah, I would say that is probably accurate. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if this could go on the stream. or I'm be fine, but like, oh, fuck! Shark scored. Yeah, so here's an interesting here's an interesting narrative from this game that I feel like has been lost to time. So first of all, Kessler is injured and being taken to the Oh yeah, which right obviously here. Yeah. We, we know about, but we forget that it happens in this game. He is limping like a motherfucker. It is not good. Kessler should not have been playing after this game. Yeah, what happens I... here? I'm curious. Oh, I think he just tweaked something. I think, yeah, I think it's, he just you're right. It's not a noticeable play, really. Um yeah. But uh, the the big the big narrative that gets forgotten here is that much in the same way that Alex Burrows was almost the goat in round one against the Blackhawks, Kevin Bieksa is nearly the goat in this game because he oh, takes yeah. the penalty that the uh, Sharks score on, and then obviously he scores the stanchion goal later in the game. So mm-hmm. um, I love taking strolls down memory lane and just seeing yeah. what. What, what things this get is, lost? This to time, is truly you know? what it's all about. It really <laughs> is, especially these days when there hasn't been much to, to see on the ice. Yeah. yeah, we're we're carrying through the the carrying you, the listener, through the darker waters of Canucks history until hopefully we we sip from the from the sweet, sweet cup of victory again. I guess. 
Again, yeah, because that's definitely a thing that's happened. Oh man, I, I I don't remember if the the stupid second prize trophy is a bowl or not. Okay, you guys are gonna love this. <laughs> Do you know what the number one movie at the box office was when this game oh. was uh, being played? <laughs> Just okay. me. No, not a bad guess. Eleven. Um, what was I? Okay, graduating <sighs> high school. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. The Hangover Part Two. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I oh, forgot how dumb the early twenty aughts were. Oh man, the number were. one movie at the box office during the twenty eleven final though was actually not bad. Super Eight. Do you guys remember that movie? It was okay. I never saw that. It was all right. I know Steven Spielberg kids with the taking. Yeah, except it wasn't Steven Spielberg. It was what's his fucking name that did the Star Wars movies? J.J. Abrams. Oh right, right, right. right. I think I think it was supposed to be like inspired by. Oh yeah, I was. It was like also at minute fifty eight. I like that there's like wannabe green men. Yeah, that are pink, right? Yeah, Yeah, I don't know what's going on there, but (laughs) I don't remember that. But that's interesting. Oh, Canucks are on the power play now. I like that. Oh, uh, let's let's just walk. We're at minute 58, 17 right now. Just enjoy some scenery here. They aren't going to score because I know that and that's OK. Yeah, <laughs> like, it, absolutely. it's so beautiful. It is funny, you know, with Newell Brown leaving, like I think people forget how he was a very good power play coach. And with him leaving now, like, I don't think it should be. We shouldn't lose sight of the fact that the Canucks were very lucky to have him for a long time. I think look, yeah. like, have we made fun of Noel Brown? Like, have we given Noel Brown? I've, I have personally given Noel Brown a lot of shit <laughs> in this show. Absolutely. I take responsibility for that. Uh, but I'm going to do dialectics, which to me is just me contradicting myself. <laughs> <laughs> what I call contradicting my own opinions. Um, <laughs> That's great. I, I think that the same way that people will come to, to the defense of Travis Green for being like, what can you expect from a coach given the roster he's got? Uh, even the most critical Canucks uh, analysts can't give Travis Green that much shit because they, they know what, uh, what stationary he's got um, here. Uh, Neil Brown has the same thing. We know what Neil Brown is probably the right word. <laughs> you know, I was going to say personnel, I think, was what you were looking for, but whatever. Stationary, just, I felt, you know, I just, I'm a writer. I think about, <laughs> want to paint a beautiful, wait, you think wait, what, wait what, write what a beautiful. Never <laughs> I have the typewriter over here. Oh, see? I know you do. That's why I said that. No, I'm, for me, the thing is that, like, everyone else complains about their team using the drop pass and using, like, a 1 3 1. Well, that shit yeah. is just like, stupid. Yeah. And yeah, it's like, okay, so everybody does it. Yeah. why are we complaining? Everyone else is a good mad about the same shit. So every team sucks on the power play. It's fine. The Canucks <laughs> are good when they have a brand new rookie who is an offensive threat and they're bad at the power play when they don't use that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's that entirely figures out after a year because every team does the same thing on the power play. A brand new rookie who, oh, by the way, I think I just saw Brian Smilinski jersey Ooh, like at like one hour that. 12 for a few seconds ago. Number 21. When I found your Tommy Santala autographed uh, photo, <laughs> I was looking through a bunch of different gift ideas. Like I was just trying to find some obscure, stupid piece of Canucks mer- memorabilia. And um, one of the things that I found was a, 
Oh, was it a Smolinski jersey? I can't even remember what <laughs> what jersey it was. It was who was on the line with um what was that famous Canucks third line? Like uh, during the West Coast Express era. It might have oh, been Smolinski. That's Lindgren? No. I'm gonna quickly look here. Brandon Reed? No, just let me quickly wait. Hold on, hold on. I can come up with this. I'll get there. If y'all says it, I'll know it. Because <laughs> I think you sent it to me. I feel like maybe it was Smolinski, but Smolinski didn't play until the 06 07 year. Okay, no, that was sure. because he, he was in that year. Yeah, he was when like the Ducks or the Stars uh, series, that's for sure. I think he scored one of the winning goals in that one, or at least yeah. the empty net goal. Um, okay, Lindgren was definitely a staple. Uh, Balk? No. Brookbank? Nope. Mm. It's killing me that I can't remember who this is. Was there two guys named Brookbank in the NHL? Yeah, there was Wade also Sheldon, who I believe oh, was Sheldon Brookbank. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. Wade was his brother who played for the Canucks briefly. Wade once went on like a, like I think he was like the Sidians line. I or got something. it. Trevor Latowski. So Litowski. I found a, a Trevor Latowski game worn jersey that I did lowball the guy for because I was like, well, I would spend like <laughs> I was buying this, buddy, or the bit like <laughs> I would spend more money on this gift than I should. But uh, it was just it, it couldn't be done. It was All entirely good. too All much good. to pay for a, looking. for a Trevor Latowski jersey. But <laughs> I, uh, I thought about it for a second. There are some pretty cool like there's a site that does custom stitched jerseys so it's like they're custom so they're not official but they are stitched and uh, they're very very high theoretically buy a luongo leaf jersey from them yeah i was looking at uh some of the stuff yeah that's where people buy like the weird fake jerseys from oh did you guys know that back in 2011 they did hockey night in punjabi i didn't know that yeah it was only on the punjabi channel and it actually worked really well for me because i would I would actually watch quite a few games on that because I would get there would be games on that channel that I wouldn't be able to get otherwise. Oh, so I would either watch the games in Punjabi or I just watch it on mute and just not care. Rachel, uh, nice. um, oh, that was a beautiful pass. Holy yeah, shit! Yeah, seriously, holy fuck! My God, With how these fast guys are going. Like this is slowed down right now. Yeah. Oh my God, this is a Sidian and Burrow rush. My God, they were so good. Fuck. Like it really, it like really nowhere, puts into perspective. Was gonna be. It's amazing. It really puts into perspective how much it's like they're related. People uh, talk up the current Canucks team, which is just like not very good. Like it has some pieces, obviously, but like even even with the talent even that the they good have, pieces, like, like please go continue. Well, so like Pedersen, what three years in now? Like, okay, he's better than the Sedins were three years in because the Sedins took a long time to get going. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you can't act like, but you can't act like Miller Burroughs or fuck, Miller Besser Pedersen is Sedins, Sedin Burroughs. No, it's not. It's just not. No, it's not. Like, it's, it's yeah, not there yet. It won't be with. Is it the lotto line? Yes. Have you struck the lot? Like, <laughs> did you win the lottery? No. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> it's, I, I still think like, and people are starting to people are starting to come around on this too. Like I still think ultimately, JT Miller is a second line forward, not a first line forward. He I wasn't think, a first line forward in Tampa Bay. That's for really sure. I don't think he was even center. a second line. Yeah, fair and enough. Wasn't he a three C on Tampa? He was. So he alternated, and I actually think this is um, 
I'm sure he might moved up a bit. Yeah, but. no, I actually think this was um this is pretty like instructive, I guess, for the Canucks and how maybe they should think about using Miller in the future if they beef up their forward group. But JT Miller played on the mainly on the first line with Stamkos at even strength, but he also played a huge chunk of his minutes with Anthony Sorelli as a winger on the third line. But I also think, I think you could use him as a third line center as well, depending on who they go after and free agency Mm. and stuff. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what they do this off season, because you can tell that they definitely want to remake the roster. I just really hope that they try out a lot of experiments rather than locking themselves into any money long-term because like Mm -hmm. there are actual really good defenders. Never really. Available in free agency next offseason. Sorry, Elliot. Well, no, I was just going to say, like, this team has never really done that. Like, they've always spent the money and committed themselves big as opposed to seeing what they could do for cheap. Well, that's exactly and it. And when you think about the what if I'm wrong school of decision making, yes. yeah. it's like, oh, you're what if you're wrong is you have a useless Jay Beagle and a useless Louis Erickson signed to $9 million between the two of them, yeah. as opposed to what if you're wrong on taking a flyer on this guy or that guy, you'd be out 2 million bucks. Maybe give me get on, like not even kidding here. Give me more of the Emerson Edom moves. Absolutely. Than, <laughs> no, you're exactly than, than the right. Louis Erickson, Erickson just, just, just ride out having spent bear. on your second line, like whatever it's well, fine. Because the thing is, is that, okay. So look at, Take Sven Berchi as an example. The worst case scenario for Sven Berchi, and of course, like this also, you have to consider um, people's personalities as well, because that's, you know, like the human element plays a factor. And I'm not saying just sign any asshole, like obviously do your due diligence or whatever, but like the worst case scenario for Sven Berchi is they got a really good first line AHL player in the, in like some important development years in Utica. Big whoop, yeah. like okay, so so it didn't work out towards the end of his career, uh, end of his time here, and it made, uh, and he made too much money or whatever. But like, it's not really the end of the world. And and by the same token, like, it's amazing that Anthony Duclair has worked out in the places that he's been in Ottawa and Florida or whatever. But like, if Anthony Duclair hadn't worked out, he would have just been a really good top six forward in the AHL, which I would argue has like more importance now that they're moving the AHL team to Abbotsford, which is something that we never actually talked about. Um, I don't know if you guys have anything well, to say about that really, but official since we've recorded. So that's true. Yeah. This is our first time to talk about. Um, I absolutely <laughs> wish this was a thing back in 08. <laughs> yeah, me too. I will probably go see some Abbotsford games next season if they're cheap. Oh, it'll be great. I mean, especially if they play another team that, Let's say a Calgary team or something. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, shout like I'm so happy, honestly, for Cody Sievertson, friend of the show, because he gets to finally like Cody busts is like Cody busts his ass uh covering Utica games. Uh I sometimes when I ask him, like, hey, do you want to play a game tonight? Uh of whatever usually Warzone. Um, and he's like, No, I'm I'm busy. And he shows me what he's doing. He's got like dual monitor watching Utica game and he's recording all the advanced stats for an AHL team. Yeah. It's really impressive. Like, I feel like like you could very easily get the impression from his appearances on our show that Cody is just another like uh, iron repose poison dumbass (laughs) who talks about (laughs) hockey, but like he fucking puts in the work. He is amazing. Yeah. 
And by the same token, too, like Corey Hergott put in a lot of tough hours covering the Comets when they were a fucking thousand miles away. I hope he gets to see some Abbotsford games this season. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wish there was more to say about this game, but I forgot how low scoring it was. Um, Yeah, that's okay. Just like really strong game by San Jose. And like they probably they almost could have stretched it to six. Yeah, the the San Jose team this season was underrated, I think. Like if you actually go by the advanced stats, basically the the difference between the Canucks and San Jose was the goaltending. The Canucks had much superior goaltending. That was some gritty forechecking by Daniel there. From what I remember, Luongo struggled quite a bit in this series. Am I right? Or None I of us were ever comfortable with Luongo. Like we, know, so we all, we all think we're like huge Luongo fans, but like we were skittish. Like we, were we I'm defensive? Of him? Sure. And I watched the Olympics. So I was like, Oh no, Luongo's got this. That's why I ultimately, <laughs> I know it's stupid, but that's why I ultimately am like not in favor of retiring his Jersey because it feels like revisionist history. <laughs> Fucking people didn't like him when he was here. Sorry. I know you all love him now. Yeah, but, but the dumbasses didn't like him when he was here. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Yeah, that's... it's it's complex. I mean, no, the Canucks should retire his jersey because that's stupid. Why do they have so many retired jerseys? Yeah, I think I think they should because he because I love him. They have to He's unretire <laughs> some jerseys first, in my opinion. It's too yeah, many I've jerseys never, for. I don't team remember that's anything that Stan Smeal did. But it also really annoys people from out east. So on the other hand, maybe they should retire more jerseys. Like it's impossible to know. They should they should unretire Lindens, but it should be the Aquilinis who do it. Oh, that would be so good. Okay, here's here's a free one for you. Any of uh, the Roxy Fever listeners uh, at home there who uh, use the good Twitter app um, and uh, have good times changing their display names. Here's here's a free one for you. Okay, Spiro Ag Newell Brown. There you go. I can see Vias smiling there. Do you guys mind if I quickly run Horrible. to the washroom? Yeah, me you know too. what? Uh, yeah. Okay. Shit. Um, should we just end it here? I feel like this is the uh, this is pretty much the end of the second, and we are about to stream, right? And I don't think we have any like other things to talk about. And 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 if we need to, we can also throw in some of the audio from our test stream. Yeah, absolutely. If we need to. Yeah. Yeah. But well, I'll, let's record let's record the goodbye here. Okay, well here we're we're just at the end of the second period here, so why don't we just watch the last minute and a half of the second period here and talk okay. a little bit more about the game. I mean, one thing that's really sticking out to me is that like I just haven't watched the Canucks play a game this high intensity in such a long time. And I'm actually quite surprised at like how sloppy it is in a lot of ways because of that desperation. It's sloppy, but you know, and I've seen this watching some of the some of the amazing offensive games today, or this uh, like these days, especially the Colorado and Vegas series. Absolutely. But wow, San Jose really outshot Vancouver in this one. They just I keep thinking that. Yeah, shit. yeah. Like, it's twenty five to twelve at the end of the second. Twelve. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but there's a lot of basically what I was going to say. Lucky bounces. Uh, a lot of just like puck luck for the Canucks. Uh, that. Good teams get good teams get puck luck, and it happens because they're good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's because you're good. It happens because you're in the position to capitalize that good luck, like a fortunate bounce yeah. into a shot, into a goal. If you're not, if you're in your own zone when that happens, you clear the puck. If you're in the opposite 
and you get a goal. Well, that's yeah. why I thought for sure that the uh, Avs were going to win that game again or win that series against mm-hmm. the Knights because they got that one particular game out of Philip Grubauer. And I just yeah. figured a team that talented letting their goalie steal a game. And that was the thing about this Canucks team of this era was that they were just when one element of the team wasn't clicking another element of the team yes. would save them. I mean, I was looking at this team uh, team's record very, very recently. And it like, they had like hardly any regulation losses. Like I was shocked mm-hmm. because they had, mm-hmm. a, they had quite a few overtime losses, but like, I would say something like 80% of their games this season were either um, one or, or, lost by a single goal because of the their overtime losses like their um their stats this season were unbelievable like definitely one of the better regular seasons of the modern era they had like the not just like they won the president's trophy but like they had the one of the highest numbers of points since Ever. what the yeah. era mm-hmm. i wish the longest probably since the before yeah, yeah yeah that's exactly what i was going to say I wish Luongo's helmet had been better during this era. It's not that good. I, you know what? I think if it was, uh, I think if it was higher definition, the stream. Yeah, that's probably and TV because like I remember when it happened and when he like I was like, oh why why is it so like minimal? But having that on top of the blue jersey, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, it looked good. Okay. Oh, uh, this so, is a vintage. Sorry, this is a vintage clip of Ron and Don here. I would just want to see what the deal with it is. Oh, they're Don showing like a literal Bruins tie. Oh, that's cool. They're showing a uh, a clip of the Greg Adams goal. Yeah. Yeah. Prescient. Who are you picking, by the way? Uh, apparently, Don Cherry predicted that goal. So that means we should listen to him. <laughs> Jesus Christ, goalies! Why do they even bother having goalies before? Like, <laughs> they should have done the thing in street hockey where they flip the net around and put it on its. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Like, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, guys, can we can we close out this episode with a quick prediction? Sure. Of, uh, the last two series. Yeah. Why not? Oh, they're talking to. Sorry, this is funny to me. In the broadcast from from this game, Ron McLean is talking to. Uh, Kirk McLean and Greg Adams, which is just I oh, and Greg know, Adams. To me. Excellent. Yeah. Anyways, sorry. Yeah, what did you want to do, Vias? A quick, uh, a very quick prediction. Okay. Uh, we are not going to talk about our last predictions. No, <laughs> uh, I was wrong about everything. <laughs> we were, we were all quite wrong about yeah. stuff. Uh, hell, I put, I put my money behind Boston to be honest. Well, I put uh, my money behind Minnesota to beat Vegas, <laughs> which I just did because they won the first game, and so I was like, oh, fuck it, why not? Uh, but, yeah. yeah, right. No, I had Carolina winning the cup, which unfortunately did not happen. Um, Most of the time, I just pick the upset. Like, I just pick, imp- like, I think both of you picked Carolina. Yeah, I think I did too. That could be. The thing that I always do is I always pick a team based on, like, well, if I, if this team wins, I'll look really smart. So I'll just pick them. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, okay. So, Elliot, who do you think in the Habs and Vegas series? I'm going to take. Vegas Islanders than Vegas for the cup. Wow. Okay. Vegas for the cup. I, I can't record the next two episodes, so I'm just going to like call my shots right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> sure. Well, I wanted to do a number of games as well, but I think the Habs are going to win the Vegas series. Um, <laughs> okay. I'm doing it. 
I think it's going to be. Dude, I would love that so much. I think it's going to be in six. Stop smiling. <laughs> uh, and the Islanders are going to be Tampa Bay in seven games. Oh, God, I would hate. I, I will fucking <laughs> kill myself if the uh, uh, Habs and Islanders play each other. That will be awful. I, I Ideologically, I cannot sign my name to that. I, I am going to say. Uh, Tampa beats the Islanders in seven and Vegas beats the Canadians in five. And then I'm going to say Vegas over Tampa because I want to see a different team win the cup this year. There's a guy that looks like kind of gotta. Yeah. So the <laughs> rationale that I have Jackson. Yeah. Oh my God. I just saw that guy. <laughs> God bless. The rationale that I have Jackson is like a similar thing with the number of games. Mm-hmm. And then, I think one of the best predictors from what I've heard in NHL playoff series is just the least number of games played is the team that wins more often. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, absolutely. So, which to me, it implies that, yeah, Vegas should win. Yeah, because they'll be more rested, right? Well, this has been a fun one, I think. I hope it was listenable because it was a lot of fun to record. Um, We have more, a lot more serious episodes in the chamber for uh the end of the month but hopefully you guys enjoyed this kind of uh goofy 2011 themed uh filler episode that we that we've recorded and hopefully you guys enjoy the twitch stream as well and hopefully that works out and as i said we'll post it uh, to youtube and if it works i'll include it in the show notes yeah thanks for sticking with us folks yeah uh in the meantime you can follow me on twitter at fails on mcdonald you can follow me on twitter at Saran. You can follow me on Twitter at Moose Kayak. And I got to say, this old 94 clips, the arena looks so dead. It's true. Yeah, it's kind of shocking, actually. <laughs> yeah, uh, don't forget to follow the pod at Roxy Fever. And if you've enjoyed these 2011 episodes, specifically last week's, subscribe to the Patreon at patreon.com slash Roxy Fever. There's uh, a lot of good sort of more like niche, nerdy uh Canucks ephemera from the past that we get into. I'm hoping to tackle the infamous uh, partying with ownership story on the Patreon this month. Obviously, we're going to have to figure out the timing for that, but uh, hopefully you guys enjoy that. And, um, you know, send your hate mail to Logan Couture. Um, I don't like his face. He looks like a rat. Yeah, send, send it to his stupid face with the stupid eyes and stupid mouth. And his bad facial hair. Even I have better, better facial hair than this guy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs>